Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Real-time crime, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Real-Time Crime. I'm your host, Leah Lamar, and I have with me, oftentimes, Dimitri. Dimitri, hello. Hi, how are you? You know, I'm wearing blue light glasses, uh, which we've already decided are not for me. But it honestly does help my eyes not hurt. And I'm not sponsored by them, so I have no reason to promote them. I just wanted to let people know what was happening behind the scenes, which is that I was brutally awakened by a blaring alarm system for hours. (laughs) Hours. And uh, it was also my birthday two days ago. And I feel fine. (laughs) Uh, Okay. That that doesn't seem like a a statement that we were led to uh, to believe. was Was that convincing? No. Okay, cool. Because it was just the way to rattle off. My birthday was two days ago, and I'm fine. (laughs) I mean, maybe it's just me being a guy. When you say I'm fine, I automatically think she's not fine. Oh, see, it's funny because if you're a guy and a woman says I'm fine, you should automatically think you did something wrong. Yeah, but I don't think I have anything (laughs) to do with you uh, turning a year older. So, oh wow, that's Uh, what it came off of, right? The firing squad is here. Thank you, Dimitri. Well, I, I, I think we're, we're all adult enough to know how birthdays work. Nobody turns a year younger. Nobody freezes. Oh, my God. No one turns a year younger. Yeah. Let's innovate the birthday. Yes. Let's start aging in reverse. How do we feel about this? I think this is a good business plan. Yeah. But you're no different than you were the day before or three days ago. So, honestly, I'm not one of those people that thinks like birthdays and all of a sudden you think, oh, my God, I'm older. My life just took this monster leap. It's not a big deal. Dimitri, that's what you think. But I did yeah. find one gray hair and I had a funeral for it. <laughs> okay. You guys, today we've got a 
depressing episode. That's, that's, <laughs> I'm just going to start the podcast off with the honest truth. A depressing episode. These cases are not light. We have an NYPD cop fatally stabbed by an estranged husband in the Bronx. An ex-Amazon Mexico CEO who's wanted in 190 countries for hiring a hitman to kill his wife. So everyone's wives are getting murdered on this episode. Kind of by themselves, the husbands. A man who raps about robbing ATM machines arrested over ATM robbery. Laugh my fucking ass off. Mm -hmm. And then our main case of the day will be Leave No Trace. (laughs) You know, it's streaming on Hulu today, actually. It's a hidden history of the Boy Scouts. And I don't want to touch that with a 10-foot marshmallow stick. But (laughs) here we are. (laughs) Very true. What I would like to say, I'd like to give a disclaimer, okay? Because uh, we're not the news. Obviously, you can read this stuff and and hear in the news. We're not here to strictly just report it. We're going to give opinions. And where we can, as sensitively as we can, we try and have a little bit of fun. Because I think we both believe that when you can laugh somewhere in life, um, it's what helps you get through the difficult times. So if we do make any comments uh, throughout these stories, we're not mean-spirited people. But it's not our job to just read these stories like we're the news. So we will try and, and have some laughs when we can because we both believe that that's where you, can, where you can heal and have some fun. So I'm just getting that disclaimer out now. Dimitri, I appreciate that. I mean, the other thing is if you've been listening to the podcast for a while now, you already know this is true crime with a twist. Right. True crime with a twist of comedy to alleviate the uncomfortable situations that we are discussing. Obviously, murder isn't funny. Obviously, death isn't funny. Obviously, none of this is funny. But... You know, uh, the job of a comedian is to make light of dark situations and usually of our own dark situations. But then, you know, you've got comedians who make 9-11 jokes and you've got comedians who make Holocaust jokes and you've got comedians who make all types of jokes, you know, dead baby jokes. You've got Anthony Jeselnik. You got it. it It spans the history of time is this is how people deal with trauma. Um, So, you know, if you've made it this far, congratulations to you. (laughs) all right our first hot topic for today a new york nypd cop was fatally stabbed by her estranged husband in the bronx she was an off-duty cop and there was a trail of blood leading police to her body she's 31 years old ariana reyes gomez was allegedly stabbed multiple times by her former partner and according to authorities this was a domestic dispute turned deadly so to me, that triggers there was arguing, people could hear it, etc. The officer phoned a female relative who then dialed 911 and sent police to the location. When officers arrived around 2.50 in the morning, they found blood in the hallway leading to the apartment. And after busting down the door, found her unresponsive. The couple has a child who is not at home at the time, thank God, and was out of state with relatives. Shortly after the incident, um, her... Uh, a estranged husband turned himself in at a neighboring precinct and he was charged with murder, manslaughter, and criminal possession of a weapon. <sighs> okay. Dimitri. I- I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of this officer and it's interesting to think that she called a relative instead of dialing 911 first. Why do you think someone would do that? I think that probably goes to... Uh lends its hand to the character of this 
of this woman as a person mm-hmm. and not as a police officer. And I'm not saying she was a bad police officer. I think she knows the repercussions of making that call. And I mm-hmm. think she was really trying to give the benefit of the doubt to the father of her child and this and that. And, and sadly, she she was she was wrong. Um, I think she tried. Hold on. She knew if I make that call to 911, this is going to have repercussions with him and our relationship and whether he can see his kid and, or not. Uh, and I think she tried to go around it. And, uh, you know, like I said, unfortunately, that did not work. But that's where my head goes. I think she she knew what would happen. She's obviously uh, she's an NYPD. She knows what goes on. She knows what you're supposed to do. She probably knew calling 911 was the right move. And she would have probably told anyone else to call 911 in that situation. But that's where you have that that difficulty of of your job and your personal life. And, and you can't you know, you, you have a filter that you go through for your personal life. And I think that's probably what happened. It's interesting because my gut instinct was that she called this and and they wrote in the article was a female relative. I I think that my gut instinct was that she called her because maybe she thought this was sort of going to happen and maybe she wanted to make arrangements for her child. And it was like it didn't matter if she called 911 then or if she called 911 two minutes later. I mean, I also wonder if she was calling a family member because because it is an interesting thing to call a family member before 911 if you feel like you're in immediate danger. Right. So part of me and and as a cop, you'd think that. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, I wonder if she had a weapon on her. I, I, I wonder if her calling the relative turned it violent. Um, Potentially. you know, there's, yeah, there's just so many possible ways this could have gone down, but it's, I mean, it's also interesting because, you know, cops have training in self-defense and defense and attack. Right. So, you know, this also leads me to other questions where it's like, obviously this feels like it possibly was not the first time there had been domestic violence and he was an estranged husband and the cops were saying it was a domestic dispute turned deadly. So possibly this has happened before. And I just wonder, you know, like what this must have been such a struggle. Um, and there must have been a lot of love for this person. At some point that, you know, she chose not to call 911 first. Yeah. Yeah. Sadly. Um I don't know. I mean, I, I think you're right about that. I think, yeah, maybe she called there because she was she was making arrangements um, or thinking ahead. But I mean, I, I like to think as a trained NYPD, if she walked into a situation where there was a, a this was happening and she was called to the scene, she knew exactly how to handle it. So you're right. She probably had a weapon. She probably she I'm sure is trained in self-defense. But for some reason, she either wasn't able to utilize that or she chose not to. And I think that's the question. And like you said in the setup, when you were reading the story, I wonder if other people heard things and and what might unfold in this story. Yeah, I'm interested to know more details. I mean, I also wonder if there was a bit of fear behind calling 911 or if, you know, she had done anything wrong or, Hmm. you know, I wonder, I, I, I feel like there's more to this story. Right. That we're and we're just hearing about the end instead of the beginning and the middle. Yeah, that's true. There's definitely something, there's definitely a big piece of this missing as to why she didn't call 911. And everything you brought up is 
is a legitimate case. Maybe there's something that we don't know on her end, and I'm not disparaging her, um, but it's possible. Or there's something in the relationship, or there's there's some reason why a, an NYPD uh, officer did not call 911 when their life was in danger. And uh, whatever that reason is, uh, obviously you think had she called, perhaps it, things could have been differently, but I don't know. My hope for this case here is that it says that the child was uh, out of uh, out of state with family members. And I hope that that child is with family members. I hope they were out doing something nice because those family members take care of that child and they were out uh, enjoying a vacation or something. And I hope that um, wherever that child ends up now, that they're in, in, in a situation where they can have a, a loving home. Mm, me too. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com iHeart and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com iHeart. Identity theft protection starts here. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. And I wish this wasn't a back-to-back situation of kind of similar stories, but this ex-Amazon Mexico CEO who's wanted in 190 countries for hiring a hitman to kill his wife. His name is Juan Carlos Garcia. He hired two hitmen to kill his estranged wife, the former couple had a history of domestic violence and 
she filed a restraining order against him. And he was hired as the CEO of Amazon Mexico when the company first opened in 2015, their office in Mexico. And they were separated uh, after his wife filed a lawsuit against him. And during a court hearing in Mexico City, one of the hitmen that was hired by him testified that he offered an additional 2500 if his estranged wife was killed before their next court hearing. What a gem. Um, yeah. According to New York Post, Perez filed for divorce in January 2019 after she accused him of trying to kill her while beating her with a baseball bat. Before her death, she was in Mexico City for a scheduled court hearing when a motorcyclist opened fire and fatally shot her while she was in a car with her two children and attorney. The murder trial begins on Monday and Interpol has issued a warrant for his arrest in 190 countries after he went on the lamb for after his estranged wife's death. He allegedly escaped Mexico a few days after the murder and entered a checkpoint near Tijuana. After entering the United States, he reportedly sent a letter to the mayor of Mexico City claiming he was innocent. It's really interesting because, I mean, first of all, from our last episode, you know, with our girls gone wild, guys, like people usually go to Mexico to avoid jail. Now he's escaping Mexico to avoid jail. So I've got a lot of questions. (laughs) If you have to escape Mexico to avoid jail, you did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mexico is not really that like like you said, that's where people go to avoid jail, to avoid being held responsible. So if you're running from there, then, yeah, you're right. He he did it. And I mean, shit, like pretty all around pretty bad. He hired he hired hitmen. I, I don't know what the ground rules were with the with the hitmen, but how about don't shoot? Well, don't do it at all. But obviously, that's what hitmen do. Don't shoot when the kids are in the car and like. What what were the did he have no rules for this? Is he that is he that low of a person or these people go just off on their own? But don't you know that that lets us know that it was 100 percent him because he hired a skilled hitman to just murder one person in a vehicle with multiple other people. Right. And it was a very specific person. And the fact that he only offered twenty five hundred dollars more to kill his estranged. I'm like, bro, if I'm a hitman. I'm going to need way more money than that. Yeah. Because I might go to jail for life. $2,500, like that's rent for one month. What are you going to do with that? Or it's like, how many people are you killing on average that this is just like a drop in the bucket? Right. And, you know, what what can we presume? Like, I don't know. Obviously, we don't know this relationship, but I assume my, my instinct was to say this was what they were separated. They were estranged. They were getting a divorce. This is about he's an Amazon CEO, uh, Amazon Mexico. He probably has some money. And I'm assuming this has to do with him not wanting to give up money. You know what? I don't know why. I don't know why murdering a spouse is always like the, the it seems to these people is the easy go to to get out of having to pay money or having to or so I can get married again or whatever it is. I don't understand how this is always such a such a top shelf option for these guys. You think it was about alimony? I don't know. What what was it about? It's like it's like wouldn't you want to make sure that your kids were having a good life? <laughs> like I don't Clearly and especially not. if you're a CEO of Amazon, like Jeff Bezos is riding a spaceship and you know into to Mars. I'm pretty sure that the CEO of Mexico for Amazon's got some enough money to pay for whatever he needs to pay for and his children's life and education. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's so what's the other option? I mean, 
unless he feared for his children's safety from her, which clearly doesn't make sense because he had someone shoot her while she was in the car with them. So if it was that, then just, you know, file le legal proceedings and get custody of the kids. So I really doubt that that was the case. I mean, what else? Money is where my mind goes to. Someone has a lot of money. Someone's getting divorced and they don't want to give up their money. That's what I see. Do you think he'll be found in the U.S. quickly? I mean, I think, you know, it's interesting. I did a quick Google search. There's 195 countries in the world and he's wanted in 190. I'm curious. Where, what the yeah, we got to talk to those are. other five. Like, why don't you? Why? Why isn't he wanted in your country? Yeah. Is it and, Antarctica? And you're just like, no one really survives here. Yeah, I mean, and, and if I'm him, then then you go to one of those five countries. But uh, do I think he'll be found in the U.S.? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think he's pretty he's got to be pretty high profile, right? He's uh, the CEO of Amazon Mexico or was. Um, you know, obviously you can really hide out anywhere in the world, but I think if they're really looking for him, then, um, they'll find him. You know what I'm really looking for? A statement from our guy, Jeff Bezos. Hmm. Hey, my former hire. Yeah. A CEO. Like this is, that's not a small, like, ah, oh, I didn't have any interaction. They just, you know, he was in the mailroom. No, that's a big deal. Yeah. That is close connection. That's but interesting. Much like the Elizabeth Holmes case and the Glenn Maxwell case, if this goes to trial, we'll never see it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. No, but well, hey, just, listen, if it was uh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, we couldn't get away from it. Apparently, there might be a third trial for that. Did you know? No, I did not. Apparently, he possibly is able to sue her again because she had an interview after it was all over. And apparently, she said... Someone asked her, so is it, is it, did he lie that he hit you? Uh, that he did not hit you. Did he lie that he did not hit you? And she was like, yeah, he hit me. That was a lie. And so Johnny Depp technically has grounds to sue her again. This is classic Hollywood. If they're, they're potentially making another sequel for something I didn't really care for of the first one. I don't, Hilarious. I didn't care for the amount of coverage that this got. And I, I you know what? There, I think they both, they both have problems. Uh, I just I don't need to see any more of this. It just feels like she keeps auditioning for the same part over and over. Right. I'm like, you know, babe, maybe, you know, maybe Hollywood doesn't want a blonde white woman for this role. You know, I, I think it's right. like <laughs> time to move on. Time yeah. to move on. Um, You know, I think the last thing that I would do. Well, if I I don't know, this is a tough. Spot. <laughs> I think everyone's so tired of the amber turd story but i do think that if i was innocent i would probably still fight for my innocence but fear another trial because i was already brought down but maybe if i truly believed in my innocence i would just go for it no matter what then again if i wasn't would i double down as hard yeah, I don't see that that Johnny has anything to um, to gain from from going back to court for this. I think um, he got basically the the result he wanted right from this. Yeah, he went out and he bought sixty thousand dollars worth of Indian food and he started partying, and that's it. Like I don't think he needs to go back because she said they've already proven that she's lied about stuff. I don't think he needs to go back and be like she lied about something else and I want to sue her again. I mean, he, he's not gonna. It's, yeah, it's, it's also like benefit. she doesn't have the money to pay you more, so right. just. Uh... Take what you can get right now, bro. Right. Ay, ay, ay. Moving on to talking about not having any money. A man who raps about robbing ATM machines arrested over <laughs> dun, 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 an ATM robbery. 
This is, Poor this people. is like that woman that, that wrote how, how, how to Kill Your Husband and then went and killed her husband. Yeah, it's pretty great, actually. Four people, including a Houston music artist who rapped about committing crimes, have been arrested for allegedly robbing an ATM technician in Tennessee. According to the Metropolitan Nashville Police Department, four people were taken into custody after an alleged robbery of a man servicing a Bank of America ATM. It's alleged that two of the defendants approached the victim from behind and told him not to do anything stupid and hand over the money. One of the alleged robbers is Ladison Riley, who also goes by the rap name, wait for it, 213 Jug God. I don't know what He recently means. released a song on YouTube entitled Make It Home. In this song, Riley alluded to him and other individuals committing crimes. The lyrics describe robbing ATMs out of state, having thousands of dollars in their vehicle, praying to avoid being caught up in a car chase, and making it home. The four are being charged federally, and the FBI is investigating whether they committed similar robberies elsewhere. And the other lyrics to their songs were, uh, I'm going to jail, oh no, I'm in jail. And it's weird, because now they're going to jail, and they're in jail. Uh, oh no. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, listen, we and here we thought we weren't going to laugh today. This is this guy is a f-ing moron. Okay, he wrote a rap song. Okay, well, I don't know where you want to start. He wrote a rap song about robbing ATMs, and then he went and robbed ATMs. Uh, yeah, his, th- his name is Two One Three Jug God. Name sucks, dude. You, you, and then he also tried to rob by saying, "Don't do anything stupid. Hand over the money." Like classic. Old school robbing. Yeah, he's such a cliche. Yeah. Don't do anything stupid. It's like he didn't even have a gun. He probably just had a highlighter that he pressed to someone's back. <laughs> you know, I mean, this is and and also like 213 Jug God. I mean, my guy, no better indication to me that you were never going to make it as a rapper. So, you yeah. know, going from rapping way, his, to robbery. And they sent us his song. I, I Sadly, I watched the video and listened to it. Song sucks. Name sucks. And the only thing worse than those are your ability to to rob someone. Like, this guy's shooting zeros across the board. I hope that when he is with women, he also shoots blanks because this guy should not procreate. <laughs> I think I, I can't believe he's not. He everything he does sucks. So yeah, I bet he's another song that's like I got eighteen baby mamas and no money for the alimony, so that's why I'm robbing this bank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Maybe, here's a question: Do you yeah. think? Would they, could they use the rap song as um, in, in court? It seems like a confession to me. <laughs> it At seems least... like it's premeditated. Does it not? Yeah. Whether it's a confession or not, it, it's definitely something that was on his mind. Right. And you know what they say about music, right? They say, if you feel so strongly about something that there are no words left and there's so much emotion behind it that you must sing it. Hmm. That is how you know. When it I, is real. That's have, that's what I they used to teach that. us in musical theater. When you went from speaking to singing, it's like there's just no words left to describe it. So you have to sing because you're so emotional. I've never heard that before, but that might make me appreciate musicals a little bit more. Oh, um, how dare you? I'm going to New York next week and I'm going to cry myself a river in every Broadway show. Listen, I love I do. I actually do. I love Broadway. I love certain musicals, but it's always interesting when they just burst into song. But that that I had never heard that before. Uh, what I can tell you what I know about music is that just because you rhyme doesn't make you a rapper. This guy's will... song was so bad. I but think Dimitri, the only thing that made it better was that he actually followed through on it. I will tell you this, though. If you do the rhyme, you committed the crime. <laughs> <laughs> a little Johnny Cochran in you. <laughs> oh my god speaking of johnny conquer 
uh, just want to go back to Johnny Depp for a second. It's so weird because right after he won, you know, you heard about him spending 60K on Indian food and then, you know, celebrating. He released a song about my cousin. <laughs> about your cousin? Hedy Lamar. Hedy and, Lamar is your cousin? Yeah. Oh. We never talked about this? No. She's like a distant cousin. But um, it was just so odd. I was like, why? Why do I now feel connected to Johnny Depp? <laughs> well, I mean, it's not bad. Right? No, no. But, you know, he he's doing the rhyme, so he committed the crime. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But what you said before, and I, I put this on social media at one point. So he went out and bought 60K worth of Indian food. It's Now I understand why she was shitting in the bed. Like, it's kind of like, say. that's kind of outrageous. Yeah, I hope they had more than one bathroom in that home. Or, you know, maybe they didn't. He was in the bathroom and she just couldn't wait. Or she just didn't care to use it. Look. Oh, wait. No, it was the dog. It was the dog. It was it was one of the multiple tiny dogs that could never have pooped that size. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, maybe they they ate so much Indian food, the dogs. They shit so much that it was the size of their own bodies. <laughs> you know, that's happened to me. No, no, no. We're good. We're good. We're good. <laughs> this one time when I was in Peru. <laughs> no, no. We're good. Adam could be listening. And everyone had Giardia. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there are not enough bathrooms when men, multiple people have giardia. I will just tell you what, that. What do you do? So you just met. You just met this guy. You have a, as people know by now, you have a new boyfriend. What do you do? What would happen when you went there and you stayed with him and you had to go to the bathroom? Are you the listen? Let's just be honest with each other. This is what's happening. Or are you like, oh, I have to go down to the lobby to get something from the store? Okay, or... I'm about to pull up something that will explain basically our entire relationship. In, in in one fell swoop. So he sent me an e-card on my birthday. And uh, this is what it says. Remember <laughs> when you used to hold your farts in? Dot, dot, dot. I missed that. So it's only been a month and a half. And pretty uh, sure we're married at this point. Yeah, um, yeah. But basically, the last time we were together, we were in London. And I was in the bathroom. And, you know, we're two Jews in, in eating lots of bad food. So we were like, sh- like passing the Tums bottle back and forth. <laughs> and we were bringing the Pepto with us everywhere. I was like, if Pepto-Bismol doesn't sponsor me, I'll be shocked. <laughs> shocked. Wouldn't They're in every great. post. Every That's post. the sponsor we get now. Pepto. Yeah. And then so I sent him a text message from the bathroom that said, I need you to leave the bedroom and go into the other room right now. And... Uh, Right as I sent it, it just like an explosive fart came out and I hear him like laughing outside the door. And I was like, no! Why, why does this make me so uncomfortable? It doesn't even involve me. <laughs> I, you know, it was like before Did I you yell to no? turn the music on and turn the water on. That's what girls do. If, if you're in the bed with a guy that you just started dating and you have to make an emergency fart or a poop, you go into the bathroom, you light a candle, you blast the music, you put the water on. Everyone knows what's happening. It, but it just makes us feel better for some reason. Oh, you you can't because if you're going number one, well, because you're not you'd turning rather, the music on. No, but you'd rather hear the music and the and the sound, the water, and know what's happening than actually hear what's happening. Right, because if you knew what was actually happening, which is I'm casting a spell for you to love me forever instead of farting. <laughs> I don't think I think I think you uh, messed up your spells. Um, listen, everybody does it. There's nothing wrong with it. But I think the, the actually hearing it as opposed to knowing that it happens are two different things. Um, Thank you. Well, good. I'm, I'm glad. So did you before you went in there, did you say, uh, hold on, I'm slipping into something more uncomfortable? 
Uh, no, but when I came out, I said, do not go in there. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. And he said? <laughs> he said, I have to shower. <laughs> Um, I think he loves me. Uh, wait, oh, are you guys still talking? You, Dimitri. No, I'm just, if, if, if you are, then yes, he does love you. That was uh, At 9 a.m. on my birthday, he had a gluten-free cake sent to my door. Oh, that's really sweet. I mean. I love that and, he's trying to, to give you food that won't upset your stomach. I, <laughs> so Jewish. But then the <laughs> other thing, apparently he emailed this cake shop at midnight Los Angeles time. He's in London. So, you know, he forgot the time difference. And they sent him an email back that said, if you want to order a cake from us, please order it at a more sociable hour. That's how insane LA is, is that they're like, I'm sorry, you didn't do something the way I wanted you to do it. So I don't even want your money. (laughs) It's not like he called them and woke them up at at home. No, it was an email. Just respond when you wake up. Yeah. And it's I'm ordering something. You you have a, a business. I'm ordering something and saying, can you send it during your hours of operation? He wasn't like, yo, get out of bed. It's my girlfriend's birthday and make a cake. No, it's so it, it's and so keep dairy out of it because we already have one bad experience. It, it, it's so <laughs> insane because it's like uh, no one wants to work in L.A. that they would yeah. literally rather reject incoming business. <laughs> yeah. It's like and listen, it's wild. You own a bakery if you don't want to work can start a podcast hilarious and thank you so much 213 jug god (laughs) i can't wish you could write a song about i also just want to let you know that when we were talking about these two stories the last two um and hearing someone kind of get approached from behind this happened to me in london I'm i'm not comfortable with the segue but go ahead we went this from your boyfriend to, to... Go ahead. Okay. Um, I hadn't posted on my Instagram story in like 24 hours. And the my ex pulled me from behind and tackled me to the ground and said, I found you, bitch. <laughs> um, in a playful manner? I mean... As playful as that can be? The the thing that's so upsetting is that I didn't even scream. I just knew intuitively it was him. Hmm. And I I just said <laughs> Now, uh okay, I guess we're gonna need some details on this. How did we leave off in this relationship? And was this like I've been looking for you and I found you, bitch? Or oh my gosh, look at us, we're both in London. How crazy is this? I mean, he was also in London for work, apparently. Um Was that work uh to find you and No, real job. <laughs> You know, it's uh, pretty crazy. His friend filmed it and they sent it to me so I can commemorate that moment forever. Oh, wonderful. So what happened then? So obviously you didn't hurt yourself. It was a playful takedown? Yeah, it was as playful as a takedown tackle to the street as you can get. Yeah, yeah. Were you by yourself? Yep. Hmm. And then I just continued on my merry way to lunch after being accosted in a foreign country. But... um. Yeah, it's funny how people don't think things through and it's like, okay, here's a woman by herself in a foreign country. I'm going to go and like, I'm just going to go up and surprise her and grab her from behind. Like some people don't really think that I was in a farmer's market one time with my kids and my son was small and one of my buddies saw me, but I didn't see him. And so he happened to walk up and he, as you know, uh, as a hello and like a surprise, he like picked up my son. And I mean... It, luckily, I turned quick and I saw who it was and it was fine. But my instinct was to just 
haul off on this guy. So it, that very well could have ended in me just punching him in the face. Because when you're out in public and someone picks up your sign, you freak out. Yep. But Yep. I think it says a lot more about me than it says about him. <laughs> 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 that I was just like, well, here we go. I've got a true crime podcast. <laughs> I've, been, I've been waiting for it. Yeah, I was like, eh. I honestly, like, I think it was almost disheartening to him that I didn't scream. Because I was like, oh, man, it's almost like a not again. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, like, how many times you. do I need to get tackled by an ex today? You know? Um, yeah, it was odd. He also told me that he'd been, they'd been following me for a couple blocks. Okay, great. So, uh, so <laughs> anyway, why is this guy your ex? Jeez, he sounds... So, so anyway, sounds I'm delightful. going to the Witness Protection Program, and it was been so nice having a podcast with you. Uh, I will now be... Um, Henrietta McGillicuddy, and yeah, I'll probably so no, be you, living in Nebraska. So you can't, you can't share that info. That's the whole point. <laughs> oh shoot. Okay, so I'm going back into the witness protection program. <laughs> um, sorry, CIA. If you could just give me another social security number and identity and new state to live in, thank you so much. That would and be guys, great. That would be great. Sorry, if you just decided to like change your name and all that kind of stuff, but you just went about doing everything you're doing. So you performed as Henrietta, but it was you, and we're like, hey, welcome back to real time crime. This is Henrietta. And and where I am in the world is none of your fucking business. <laughs> right. I just have the same backdrop. No one really knows if I've actually left my apartment in L.A. or just brought it with me somewhere. Yes. Anyway, you guys, it's time to go to a quick little break. And as I always say, don't touch that dial. <laughs> don't touch the dial. And you always say, uh, don't commit any crimes in the next 30 seconds. Yeah, but if you have to, I get it. Just don't make them like intense ones. If it's a yeah. petty crime, like you still post it. You know, sometimes or, you got to write a memo down. Yeah, but don't write a rap song about it. Oh, no. It's 213 Jug Odd already took that. So be original. Think of something else to do. I'm going to spend the next the, the break thinking about how stupid a song and, and name that is. Okay. Go. All right. We'll be right back, you guys. Sorry about Dimitri. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com slash iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other 
as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. And we're back. Hello, everyone. Welcome to your favorite true crime podcast, your true crime with a twist podcast, because I don't really know any other podcasts that are... uh, making jokes about people's misfortunes. We should just rebrand this to Schadenfreude, the podcast. Yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, it's all about the segue. Somehow we went from multiple murders to a shitty rap song to you uh, going in the bathroom next to your boyfriend. And and then getting tackled by my ex. Don't forget that really important part. Right, right. Seems like you already chose to... Pre- like, oh, that's... It's... This was me on the street. The only difference was <laughs> not dead. She's pointing to a chalk outline. Yes, talk outline of a person on the floor. Boy, boy, is my life interesting. <laughs> okay, so you guys, our story for uh, the main case for today. What's um? Have you ever noticed that sometimes there are things wrong with me and sometimes I'm fine? No. When would I have noticed that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this uh, podcast is now being called Leah is building one brick to the path to hell every episode. <laughs> <laughs> all right so i'm sure this is no mystery to anyone we all know the boy scouts of america have had some trouble for many years now so there is a, a new doc out called leave no trace a hidden history of the boy scouts oh boy um so the boy scouts of america had a stunning fall as they are now set to make tons of payouts to one of the largest sexual abuse settlements in U.S. history. The doc is exploring allegations made by thousands of former Boy Scouts, like John Humphrey, who joined his troop in 1972 at 12 years old. He said he suffered abuse at the hands of his scoutmaster for three years. He buried the trauma for decades and did not break the silence until he was 55. I also just want to say, before I go more into this, like, abuse survivors, this is sort of common, right? Like what happened with the Michael Jackson documentary, it's sometimes they just bury the trauma and you're too young to really process it. And and if you don't get help or you don't know what to ask for help or you don't even really understand what's going on, this is just, this is not unusual. Is it's not unusual. Say. And it's there's often these times are, you know, these programs are set up to like help kids, right? And it's not like these people just, that's why they say things about grooming and stuff like that. It's not like these people just go in and abuse somebody. They groom them. They tell them, hey, don't do this or you don't want to tell anybody this or or, you know, and they set up these things that make the the, the kids scared to tell anybody. So, of course, they then suppress it and they carry it with them for their entire lives. Same thing that happened with the church. Yeah, it's it's almost. Yeah, it's any abuse allegation. Like we we had that case just a couple weeks ago where the woman came forward much later. And, you know, it's like 
this just happens, okay? So this is not unusual. And it looks like the journey of the 115-year-old organization and their financial history, their financial future, and the litigation that they're still in the middle of right now will be investigated in this documentary. The Hulu doc reveals how the once-revered organization obviously had a major fall from grace. Yeah. So apparently the organization had been maintaining files on ineligible volunteers since the 1920s. The Red List, as it was called, was mistaken as an effort to root out communists rather than child molesters. Dude, I would rather have a communist hang out with my kids in the woods and be like, everyone gets one marshmallow. Right. (laughs) Just because you're richer, Timmy, doesn't mean you get two and Johnny gets one, you know. I would rather... That was was like a communism for dummies. You really broke that down, by the way. Thank you. I would rather my child hang out with a communist than a child molester. Okay. Sorry. Continuing on. Um, They've dealt with abusers internally through a probation program, and it afforded them second chances. So why don't we we say that again? Okay. They, They dealt with the abusers internally. Never works. Because mm-hmm. that that's just covering it up. You're covering it up. Well, don't give them a second chance in, a, in an organization that deals with children. Yeah, no, that's it. It's common sense. That That's it. Like, when it comes to especially children, especially, you get one chance. Like, there's no second chance. Mm-hmm. I speak as someone who is not yet a parent and cannot keep a plant alive. And um, this is still the most obvious thing in the entire world to me. Yeah. No, it's 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 insane. And obviously I am a parent. And it's like this type of shit, like organizations that were set up to, quote unquote, help children and then or to help the parents. You know, maybe the, a lot of these people, they could be single moms or single dads trying to find something for their kid and, and help. You know, they say it takes a village. I want someone to help, you know, with my son and and it's like, and this is what's going on. Like, that's fucking insane. And so apparently the film shows how some of the victims are still dealing with trauma of their abuse. I'm sure. Right. And as an organization, th- with the help of donations and tax breaks, they grew bigger and richer and acquired vast tracts of land. And that attracted more sexual predators. And it's interesting because their values were on patriotism, courage, self-reliance, and kindred virtues. <sighs> Sorry, but I, I guess I don't know what a virtue is then. Yeah, right. If this is what these people are doing. Okay, so what's happening is, in 2020, the Boy Scouts of America filed for bankruptcy with more than 82,000 former members filing abuse claims. 82,000 th- 82, young boys are filing claims. That's not that's not a leak in in your in your, no. in your pipeline. That is a no. disaster of a program. That's that's the size of a city. The national organization is preparing to pay more than two point seven billion to victims. It would be the largest sex abuse payout in American history. And they're saying we're heartbroken and outraged and sincerely apologize to anyone who was harmed during their time in scouting. That's what they posted online. It's like, yeah, were you? Because then why were you giving these people second chances? Sounds very well written. Um, 
but you know, are we hearing from the people that gave these people second chances? No, that that's not where that statement's coming from. That maybe that statement's coming from someone in the organization that didn't know, or someone that came on later, or How could someone you not that, know? or someone that's just writing. A, I mean, it's obviously a huge organization, but I don't know. Like eighty two thousand, and I don't know how many people have gone through the Boy Scouts of America. I'd be curious to see the numbers of how many members they've ever had. Doesn't make it right. I'm not justifying any of this, but that's either a, a well crafted and I'm using air quotes on this for a well crafted um, PR line. But it's like, no, once you give someone a second chance and once you the first time you heard something happened, right, that person doesn't get a second chance. And then you now have other uh, stipulations and other ways that you have to put people screening things to get these the, the people that are in charge of these things. It, it, you have to change everything right away on that first thing. Dimitri. Now, let me churn the butter a little more. I don't know why I said that. Let me, let me turn the page. <laughs> <sighs> because wait till you hear this next thing that will make you realize that we don't really have empathy for the air quotes of their quote unquote heartbroken and outragedness. Okay? Because. By the time the 1980s rolled around, the Boy Scouts were being sued regularly over the unwanted sexual attentions visited on Scouts by Scoutmasters. 40 years ago. So I don't know how 40 years later they're like, oh, no, we are so heartbroken and outraged. You should have been heartbroken right. and outraged over 40 years ago. Right. And also, you know, it was like 2.7 billion. Wow, that's huge. Like, but this guy, he, he didn't say anything till he was 55. His entire life was ruined by that. So, yeah, you know what? You do need to suffer and you do need to make payouts. But the payouts doesn't change the fact that these people's these these guys lives were ruined, ruined. Absolutely ruined. I mean, so, by the way, if you're interested in watching this, it's called Leave No Trace. It's going to be streaming on Hulu and it's in theaters in New York and L.A. now today. But I mean, Okay, so I was in Girl Scouts, and I will say we had a very questionable scout leader. I, I even as a kid remember thinking, hmm, something's not right here, hmm. but nothing bad happened to me. Um, I don't know if anything bad happened to anyone else, but I do remember it being odd, and, and the scout leader was someone who didn't have children of her own. And I don't remember why I found that out or how I found that out. I just remember it being something that I was told mm -hmm. as a child. Um, I think I went on like one retreat in the woods and never went again. Yeah, it's funny. I was um, I went to one Boy Scout meeting. One. I actually got kicked in the nuts. <laughs> and I decided I wasn't going back. But you know what? Thank God. But it's just by another kid. Um, but I also, uh, oddly enough, uh, I was the youngest of five kids and um, I once went to a brownies. You meant brownies is like the younger Girl Scouts, is that right? Mm. I think I once my sister once had to take me to a brownies because she was babysitting me. So I I went to equal amount of brownies as I did Boy Scouts, and neither really worked out for me. But um, this is this is the thing. It's this these are the programs that are supposed to. I want to thank my sister for taking good care of me. Um, these are the programs that are supposed to help. Like I said, maybe single parents, maybe not. Maybe just you know parents that want something better for their kids and they don't even realize what was happening. And the, the, 
you know what? A lot more has to come down on these things. You can't for 40 years, 40 years plus and, and financial payouts, whatever, you know, you know, and, and maybe the Boy Scouts shuts down probably should um, because it certainly wasn't handled right or it's got to be completely revamped into something else. But I don't know. It's, you know, I don't know if I want to watch this, but I, I have this thing where I want to know stuff because it makes me more aware of stuff that goes on. So I do watch these things and I do listen to these things and I do read these stories, but it's heartbreaking to us to also see them. See, that's what you think. But then <laughs> how many murder docs have I watched? And yet when I was tackled to the ground, mm. had no reaction. <laughs> Yeah, you're. Uh, the you, other thing is, like, I just need to know yeah. how is this going to affect me getting Girl Scout cookies? No, I think you're fine. I think Girl Scout cookies are fine. We're we're in the clear. Yeah. All right. Never mind. Anyway, back to our regularly scheduled program. Yeah. No, don't worry. You're still going to get your snacks. My thin mints. Thank God. Yeah. Um. Okay, but. I think the idea of Boy Scouts is great. You know, they're teaching kids survival skills. They're teaching kids supposedly you know, about honor and, and leadership and brotherhood. And these are all important qualities as a child. If and, you're actually doing that, yes, and not undermining right. your lesson. And and outdoor, you know, wilderness skills. And these are also things, I think it's ways for young men to connect to the earth and um, understand just just to be in nature, right? Especially, I, I, I mean, like I said, I don't have kids. I know you do. But to disconnect from cell phones and tablets and iPads and all this sort of tech gaming, all this technology that they're having, just be in nature and kind of appreciate life for what it is, I think is really important. But I'll just take my kids camping. You know, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Thank you. No, in theory, it's, it's a, it's a real, it's, it's a great idea for a program, but nothing is good if you don't run it right. And if you don't, you know, search. All this stuff makes me like sometimes people like, oh, I, I can take your kid if you want, if you can't drive Mo most of the time. And it's no offense to the people that offer that are good people. Most of the time it's no. And I have to constantly have conversations with my kids. That's like if anybody ever says, don't tell your mom or don't tell your dad or let's just keep this between us. The, what's the first thing that you do? And they're like, tell you. I'm like, right, because that's how this shit goes. And it's disgusting. And it's sad that 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 people don't know better. It's like they're teaching. What'd you say? They're teaching them how to uh, be independent and how to survive. And you know what? S someone needs you to teach them how to fend off a fucking a pervert. Yeah. It, it's interesting because this went on for so long before they were taken down. And, you know, I, I think this goes to show the, like, if you've got money, throw money at the problem, make it go away until it can't, yeah. go away anymore you know and we see this time and time again same thing with joe from girls gone wild same thing with um uh, epstein and epstein island right it's like this was going on for a long time and just kind of ndas payouts yeah. uh all this sort of stuff until all of a sudden it boils to a head many 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 years later and then it's oh my gosh is a statement like oh we are we're horrified by what was going no you're not because no you you're know. not Cover-ups, listen, cover-ups only make things worse. The church, the Boy Scouts, whatever it may be. I mean, look, 82,000 people, that's not eight people. And even if it was eight people, oh. that's too many. But yeah. eight people in an entire organization that's nationwide, I could be like, okay, maybe this organization can continue on. 82,000 people? <laughs> no. 
they, no, and they the, don't, se- they the don't second have a, chance, like the, no, this is third chance, fourth chance, fifth chance. This is a, a, a organization that doesn't have any system in place to make sure that sexual predators, pedophiles, m- members of Manbla aren't involved in their organization, and uh, they don't care. That's that's what it says to me is they don't care about they the care well-being more about themselves. Than, right. And, and it's like, what thing. are they doing with the money? Like, who's who's who are these people at the top who are just like, ha, I'm sitting yeah. on my pile of Boy oh, well. Scout riches. Yeah. Let's give and this it, guy a probation. Listen, sexual offenses and especially towards children are not an in-house thing to deal with. You don't deal with them in-house. You don't do probation. You don't give someone a second chance. What it is is, hey, when you get out of, you know, the court ordered jail time that you're going to serve, find a new career that has nothing to do with children. You know, it's interesting because building a financial empire off of an like a wilderness camp is actually kind of genius, right? Because you don't have to pay for hotels. You don't have to pay for like the amount of money that it's almost like a, a stand up, right? Like when you hire a band to play or you go to a musical, it's like there's so many people involved. There's so um, there's sets, there's scenery, there's, you know, this like big sound check. They have me lots of equipment and prep time when it's a stand-up comedian it's just a microphone a chair and you know a stool and and so for venues it's they of course they want to host comedians because it costs them so much less money mm-hmm. and there's less overhead and so now i see why it was so easy for them to build such a financial empire because they had such a, a, a small overhead compared to lots of other programs like sleepaway camps and all this other stuff right it's like yeah oh what, you're true. paying for marshmallows in a tent Right. And it's so crazy to see that the greediness of these people was taken so far that they just denied and paid out victims of sexual abuse by the leaders of their organization. Anyway, I'm disgusted with them and think that they should be shut down. (laughs) Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, Yeah. I don't know if we have more to talk about with this. It's just like it's it feels like such an open and shut case, in my opinion. Yeah, it is. It's an open and shut case. And like I said before, there's no there's no second chances in that kind of behavior. And you know what? And unfortunately, you wish. Oh, I, I know. I was going to say, unfortunately, you wish people would speak up more. That's a very difficult thing to do and a very difficult thing to say. Uh, yeah. I give extreme um, props to the people that have the courage to do that. And, and you know, and it's even heartbreaking more. When they do that and they're, you know, they're not believed or they're or they're shut, you know, hushed or whatever. So, yeah, I agree. The whole thing. I I have no problem. You, you ran it wrong for decades. You heard a lot of people. I'm fine. Shut it down. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing, too, is so many times uh, people who come forward are not believed or it's not taken seriously or they're treated so poorly that they're like, why would I even come forward? You know, and they just deal with it. Uh. I'd like to be a lawyer that has to defend that group and be like, no, well, this person is making it up. If you really don't believe that, then you shouldn't you shouldn't even I have a problem with, with lawyers that like defense lawyers that have to like slander someone when they know pretty well that that person's telling the truth. I, I had a friend who was sexually assaulted. The, the R word that's triggering for some people, so I'm going to try to avoid using it. And then. She went to the hospital for an R kit and they said where did it happen and she told them and they said you have to go to a hospital that's in the city located oh my god where it happened it's like 
why would you even bother? You know, it's like if these people are not even going to take it seriously or are just going to push you away or it's like, why add insult to injury at this point? It's just disgusting. Anyway, wanted to not end this on a sad note. So I'll just say, um, Dimitri, (laughs) Dimitri, if, if you had a rap career, what do you think your username would be? On YouTube, <laughs> I would not. I would. I'm not a rapper. I don't know that I would have a rap. Do you think it would be D Paps? Yeah, probably something like that with a Z or a dollar well, not, sign. No, I wouldn't do the 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 plural like the Paps because I I think it would be confused with like Pap smear. Yeah, I that's immediately what I thought, and I was yeah. like, oof. I don't know if Dimitri has gynecology vibes, but maybe. I think I would just do it. Give it like some random Twitter name. I'd be like D Pap seven eight four six I tell you Yo, what he's it would given be. seven, eight, four, nine pap smears. Yeah. Oh shit. Um, that was my pin code. Can we cut that out? Haha. Yeah, it's your pin. Um, I entered my pin incorrectly three times yesterday and my bank was like, Are you sure that was you? And I was like, Yes, I'm just an idiot. Yeah. I'm the king of forgot my password clicks. If I was a rapper, I think I'd go by um I go by uh little little joke girl. <laughs> I think it's safe to say neither of us are going to have rap careers. Yes, our rap careers are over. And if you think that your rap career is just starting, leave us a voicemail. (laughs) We'd love to hear a rap that you have for us. But don't make it like I can rob the 7-Eleven if you really did. Just use your head on that one. No, don't confess to committing a crime to us, please. That's not the point of rapping. We don't want to get involved, okay? Leave us a voicemail. 866-21-CRIME. That's... 86621crime 86621274638 if you go to heaven that's where they send your phone call <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm hoping we're out by now <laughs> you guys we love you stay safe don't commit any crimes see you next week and you can find dimitri online at dimitri pappas Dimitri Pappas and me at Leah Lamar. Show dates on my Instagram stories, my Instagram feed, my Twitter, my website, LeahLamar.com, TikTok with five R's. You know the drill. We love you. Goodbye. Bye. It's real time crime. It's real time crime. It's real. I mean, is it actually real time crime? Are we solving anything? Or is that just a thing we say? It's a thing we say. Got it. Okay. See you next week for more real-time crime, only on iHeartRadio. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling.
Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.